before, maybe 20 years ago, it was all about fish. It was Good Friday, you eat fish. Whereas now, prawns, crabs. You know, as they say, throw a shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's fantastic. This is Fishtails, a seafood podcast. I'm John Sussman. I'm here today at the Sydney Fish Markets with Angelo Zaxvani, who is the master retailer here uh, here at the Sydney Fish Markets. G'day, Ange. Good morning, mate. How are you? Really well. So, mate, tell us about how you got into seafood. Give us your background. Oh, as a young kid after school, just asked for a job. Um, was looking for a little bit of extra money and uh, come across a fish market in uh, Fairfield and uh, started from there and working weekends, you know, earning a couple of dollars here and there. Back in 97 was a lot of money for a young fella. And then from there, left school, started working full-time in the fish, and it was great. It was a good experience. I've always loved fish, fishing. And, um, yeah, it was just one of those things uh, I fell in love with, and I haven't stopped since. Now, now I, was, I was 15, now I'm 44, so it's been a, a few years, and um, I've grown a long way in, in, in aspects of um running two retail shops, you know, two of the biggest shops in Sydney Fish Market in Australia. And we're very successful at what we do. We've got a good team behind us. And, um, you know, every day is a challenge, but the ultimate, if you love your job, which I do, it's fantastic. So, yeah. Now, tell us when you first started down here at the Sydney Fish Markets, where you were and what you were doing. Um, I was a young fella. Uh, I was 20 years old. I started at um, Claudio's Seafoods down in Sydney Fish Markets and, you um, from there, I started learning from George Costi uh, how to do displays better, how to present the seafood better, identifying fresh, frozen, um, what what quality to put out, what not to put out. You know, he, he always taught me, if you're going to buy it, you sell it. If you're not going to buy it, don't sell it. You know, and I'm a big believer on that. And then I had Greg Mercedes who taught me about margins. Um, he was always good with finance. He was always good how to how to make it affordable for the customers to come in and buy. So that was it was good. It's good learning. It was like an apprenticeship. <laughs> and tell us about transitioning over here to Peters and Nicholas. I mean, uh, you've really made a massive transformation for both those businesses. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, for Claudia, I was there for twelve years and uh, wanted to grow in the industry. And I was already at my point where um, I've grown it. Claudia's it was. Good learning curve, uh, full respects to them for what they taught me. But I needed to go that extra step. And um, uh, John Jefferson gave me the opportunity to run his company. I was very, uh, I was excited. And then from there we grew, um, as in quality. We changed the way we do things here. Uh, We increased our our food offerings in in the kitchen. Then we renovated the shops. And then from there it, it, it blossomed. From tourism to locals, uh, Christmases, Easter's, it just all grew. It, it fell in all into place when we modified the shops and, and renovated. Just a simple renovation does the trick, you know. And then putting out good seafood, good price, customers will always come back. So tell us a bit about the shops themselves for people that aren't from Sydney or haven't uh, haven't been here. Um, well, Peter's and Nicholas, they're quite different. They're... Um, Peter's is more for, we had it more for locals. Uh, Nicholas was a lot of tourism, but as at the moment we got no tourism, very little tourism, which is fine, but we've grown to cater for the locals now. Um, Nicholas does a lot of restaurants wholesale, whereas Peter's is basically full retail, where we just service customers. They come in and get sashimi, 
sushi. They can get cooking. You know, we've got a massive kitchen in Peter's. Very nice food. We've also got the um, beautiful seafood selections. Our prawn display is the biggest in the Sydney fish market in Australia. It is the biggest display. Sometimes it even blows my mind how many prawns we have. The, the gentleman who does our prawns is amazing. He picks out every single prawn one by one. If it's no good, if he's not going to buy it, he will never put it out. So it's always good to, to shop at both shops. That's how we do it. Um, yeah, it it's different. It's, they're, they're both different, but both the same at the same time. Both got the same seafood. Uh, we're the biggest scampi uh, sellers in the market. We've always got Jumbo's number one scampi. A little bit expensive at the moment, but there's nothing we can do about that one. Yeah. Yeah. And so talking about supply and seafood, how do you source your seafood? Are you constantly in touch with catchers and growers around the country? Yeah, we've engaged a few um, longliners for tuna. So we get hand-caught tuna from the KBNA, and then we've got a few local boats here. Um, we've also got New Zealand and all around Australia. We've got I've got multiple buyers doing different um, buying. So I've got a buyer who's on the floor every morning at 4 o'clock, 4.30, five days a week. And then we, I've got my other staff here like Bikram. He is one of my managers here where he also buys, manages the shops and he makes relationships as well where we form, buy off them, we sell, we promote their brands. So yeah, it's, it's great. And so tell me, what do you think are the biggest challenges facing you know seafood at the moment, both in terms of supply and for you in retail? The challenges are getting enough seafood at the right price is is a seven day a week mission. It's a, we work constantly on that one. How to to source product, um, better product, better supplies. It's it's hard because seafood's getting it's not getting less and less, but there's less fishermen coming around. Like the, all the oldies are, are starting to retire. There's no new generation coming through. So. We're always outsourcing from New Zealand, from all around Australia. Uh, rarely we buy imported. Uh, we refuse to sort of uh, sell imported seven days a week. Um, example, there's imported octopus. Uh, now, we stopped selling imported octopus. Now we just sell Australian octopus. But at, you know, even that's got its challenges down in Tasmania, we catch the medium octopus, there's not much of it. There's not many people fishing for it. So this, the, the supply is getting less and less and less as the economy starts to eat more seafood. You know, there's a lot more people eating seafood these days, especially octopus, calamaris. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. it's, it's just hard. And look, you are renowned for the customer service levels that you have in both, in both shops here. How do you, how do you achieve that? Again, we have um, staff who look after the staff. We have managers who um, we write up manuals. They read it. They sign it. Um, say that they've read it. Um, if it is a problem, what we do is we go back to the manual and say, "Hey, you got to read it again." Constant training, one on one, for a, a month or so, and then we let them go, and they just grow from there. So there's always someone there, a senior member, always watching the junior members. Um, and we have full confidence in we can deliver good service. Fantastic, fantastic. And how do you reckon you manage that edge in the marketplace here? What do you think that the secret source of the Peters and Nicholas shops are that make you so far above everyone else? Oh, just just the staff members we have. Um, we're always looking for eager people to learn the seafood who, who constantly get up and come to work and they're happy to work. They're happy with their job. They're happy to teach someone else. 
you know, setting up a good display, you know, common sense. They've got a lot of common sense. We, we, we're always training, always retraining. And then the people just go, yeah, we, we understand what we're doing and we just sell it. We sell the, the seafood. It's, we sell the service. Good morning. How are you? It goes a long way these days. What would you like, madam? Sir, uh, can I help you? Just simple keywords goes a long way. Absolutely. So, mate, take us through a typical day in your life in seafood. Uh, a typical day is about maybe 4 o'clock waking up, 4.30, check messages, emails, always reply. Being proactive is one of my key strategies. As soon as I wake up, have a bit of a stretch, get on my phone, emails, messages, uh, phone calls, reply, try and pre-order before I get to work, then I can straight on the displays. That way, I don't have to come in when I start at 5, 6, do my emails, ordering, I've already done it, I'm proactive. I get in the windows, make sure they're putting out good product, make sure they're separating the product, make sure they're icing up the product. That is, I think, one of the key things, getting ahead. If you're proactive in any business, any job you do, you'll always get that edge over everyone else. Easy. Fantastic. So that takes you through the whole day and constantly you're talking to fishermen and suppliers. Yeah, every day, every day is talking to fishermen, placing my pre-orders, trying to foretell what's going to happen in the next week or so. You know, we can't just order seafood and it's on our doorstep. You have to manage it. You have to make sure you're prepared, prepared to win or prepared to fail. If you don't prepare for yourself in the future, as in the next week, the next couple of days, we're going to miss out. It's only a press of a button. We've missed it. That's how quick you can miss it. You can blink and it's gone. Yeah. So even like doing freezers, uh, make sure we go in our freezers. We're selling all the stock we have. No point. If you don't sell it, keep it there. Just waste the waste of time and energy. You sell your product, don't buy it again. Go to the next product that will sell that a customer wants to. The customer always determines what you're going to buy and what not to buy. End of that's the bottom line. The customers always will tell us what we should be purchasing. You know, and there's key things like snapper, flathead, prawns, oysters, you know, crabs, scampi, um, fish. Fish is starting to be a bit of a, a dying, uh, people don't come in and buy whole fish these days. Rarely they do. We do sell them, but it's not as much as fillet and crustacean, whereas the older generation used to buy fish and go home and cook it. Now, we're finding out the Sydney fish markets here, we're starting to pre-pack. Um, we make our own... Um, sashimi packs, sushi packs. Then we do oysters, marinated oysters, marinated octopus, mussels. It's all the pre-packed stuff which uh, we invent in the shop that are starting to sell. Now, you have a very strong food focus, ready-to-eat food focus in both shops. What's driven that? Do you have a natural love of, uh, of food? Oh, yeah, mate. I love my food. I love a good, um, I love a good uh, prawn, oyster. But the, the markets have changed over the years, and, and if you don't adapt... You don't adapt to your clientele. Well, you're just going to be a fish shop. Back in uh, 2012, 2013, um, we had to have a different edge in Nicholas. That's when I uh, moved to Nicholas, and uh, we had to have a different edge compared to everyone else. And I thought, why not? Let's let's try food. Let's try entice people to come to our shop because they can buy something different they can't buy in the other seafood shops we have here. What? So we started brainstorming. I come up with um, some marinated oysters. They were, they were fantastic. Um, we were doing 35 dozen a day by half half dozen trays. So it, that was the, the average. Weekends were a lot more. Then we started um, doing sashimi packs, sushi packs. And then next thing you know, you get a staff member who's got an idea. 
why not try it? If you don't try it, you're never going to know. At least we tried it and it worked. If it didn't work, we moved on to the next project. And basically what we discovered was it's a foodies market. People come, people love to eat. People have got to eat. And then they buy with their eyes. When they see something beautiful on the window, like our sashimi and sushi in Peter's, and same in Nicholas, our sushi range, it's amazing. Our marinated oysters, our little bento sashimi boxes, they're, they're fantastic. They're made daily. They're reasonably priced. They're, we try and keep our pricing steady all year round, year in, year out. It's fantastic. People come in and just buy, 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 buy. And they sit and eat. And they always come back and compliment us. And, they, and they're repeated customers. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. Once you have repeated customers, you know you're doing something right. And you just grow from there. And do you have a preferred or a favorite amongst the food that you've developed for the ready-to-eat market? Oh, oh look in Peter's. They've got this um, spanner uh, salad. It's fantastic. It's a secret recipe only a few, few of us know. A lot of people try to get it. Uh, mimic it, it doesn't work. But that, that's just, it's in Nicola, uh, it's in Peter's. It's fantastic. It's about nineteen nine nine. It's in a spanner crab shell. It's a salad. You eat it with chopsticks, and you just dive into it. And then, and then we've got lobster rolls, seafood lobster rolls. Then we've got um, what else? Uh, we've got crab legs. We do fantastic crab legs in in the brewery bar in Peter's. It's fantastic. People just line up just to buy that. They're, I think they're $20. People buy one, two, three, four at a time and eat and come back for more. That's how nice they are. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like people, when they see something, there's a bit of theater into it. They love it. They take a snapshot. They put it on Instagram and that gets out. And the next thing you know, that person will come and try it and they do the same thing. And it's just revolving. It just revolves. People keep coming back, keep coming back. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Now, tell us about Easter. What's it like for you to run these two massive stores through Easter? Uh, Easter starts pretty much in about February for me, planning, ordering, getting the orders out, make sure we get our fish in, making sure we've got enough staff, make sure that the fish, when it comes in, it's A1 quality, prawns, oysters, Sydney rocks, Pacifics, um, Tropico prawn. It, it's uh, fantastic. It, it's good to, to organise, but it's daunting at the same time. Is the stock going to be what you want? Is it going to be the the right price point for the customers, especially this at the moment what's happening with interest rates? You want to be not too expensive, but you don't want to be too cheap. So we've got to find that happy balance, like getting up, making sure, ring up your contacts in New Zealand. Hey, my, how's my snapper water looking? How's my blue eyes? You know, and then you got the local trawlers here, making sure they're catching great red spot whiting you know for fillers just for fillers little fish fingers fantastic good for kids mm. you know just stuff like that the people are starting to come in and they go I want something ready to cook and we're trying to provide that always thinking outside the box what can we do to make it easier for the customer so it's a big preparation and tell us about the actual trading days what's that like chaos uh, the day itself Friday Good Friday is a relief when that day hits, all we're doing is selling. The two days prior is the heavy work, the getting the orders in, packing the orders away in our cool rooms, cutting the fish, making sure they're packed correct. It, it, you're cutting a lot of fish and you're relying on staff. Uh, at the moment, we have good staff working, reliable staff, which is amazing. Prepping, cutting enough. Again, make sure we store it at the right temperature. Everything is just... Constantly seven days a week working 
till we get to that Good Friday, and then all we do is sell. It's fantastic. And how do you compare it with, say, Christmas? Oh, does it compare? Uh, Christmas is a lot bigger. Christmas is uh, a bigger event. It's uh, a lot more uh, organising, planning, making sure everything lines up. Because one little thing, like I said, if you press a button, you miss it, it's gone. Because there's always someone willing to pay more and to take that extra product. So you've got to be on the pulse all the time. It seems to me that you get more sleep at Easter than you do at Christmas. Would that be right? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Because Easter's like an 18-hour day, whereas Christmas is a 36-hour day. But prior to that, it's, you know, maybe four or five hours sleep, six hours sleep, seven hours sleep, if you sleep. And it's just seven days a week, you know, working, working, up to the point where you hit the 36 hours, you start, and you can go, okay, I just got to sell now. That's it. All the prep's done. Everything's done. And what do you expect to be the big sellers this Easter? Look, what I'm noticing now is it's more crustacean oysters, uh, fillets, whole fish. Yeah, we sell whole fish, but it's more heading towards Christmas um, where it's crustacean. They're coming in by crabs, lobster, scampi, um, green prawns. They want to marinate, cook it on the barbecue. Whereas before, maybe 20 years ago, it was all about fish. Because it was Good Friday, you eat fish, you come in, you buy fish, take it home and cook it with your family. Whereas now, we're a young generation still. We've got a lot of students here, uh, a lot of young families, and they just want easy. They want to come in, buy their stuff, go home, cook it. So prawns, crabs, bugs, um, farm tigers, cook kings, green prawns. It's so much easier to marinate, cook it on the barbie. You know, as I say, throw a shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's fantastic. <laughs> and so what do you see for the future, mate? I mean, obviously, you guys are gearing up for the move into the new fish market site. Um, how does that look for you? Oh, look, we're excited to go over. Just, you know, it's a bit of a slow process. It's a long process. But hopefully the new market, there's... there's um, You know, the atmosphere is going to be excellent. Uh, it's, it's a new venue. We'll have a lot of tourism. We'll have a lot of locals coming down to check it out. There'll be a lot more stores there. Um, you know, new, brand new facilities. Yeah, it's exciting to see new facilities. You know, the fish market needs an upgrade. Um, just hopefully the new one does the job. And what are you looking forward to most about the move? Looking forward to is... Um, the challenge of making it just as successful as Nicholas Speed is now, making making sure we do the right, the mix, the, the sashimi's, the sushi's, the, the pre-packed, uh, packaged, come in, grab and go, all that kind of stuff. Um, making sure we do fresher products. And so what do you love about what you do? Me, um, the organising, the the purchasing, the the relationships we have with all the suppliers, uh, the new contacts we make. Um, you know, just sit down and have a coffee with a supplier and talk about whatever business. Five minutes and pleasure the next. You know, that's a, a big part of my day where I sit down with people like yourself, John, and go, "Hey, what's new on the market? What product are we doing this week?" Then talking about, you know, just some personal stuff. Yeah. You know, getting to know that person and you form that bond and you just grow the business naturally. That's a big part of my day. 
managing those relationships with staff, with customers, with suppliers. I mean, must be a tough job. A lot of Panadol, mate. A lot of Panadol and Nurofen. I've got big shares in those companies. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It's a seven-day business. Even when I'm on holidays, I'm always being contacted. Um, I remember I was overseas, Japan, for 10 days for my 40th, and um, I was getting phone calls, texts, emails. Hey, what do I do here? What, can you help me out with this problem I've got? I'm always there. I was always answering my phone, no matter what time it was, and just making sure I've got, making sure they got the support network while I'm away or if I'm in the shop, making sure everyone's got a support network. It's a big, big responsibility to be in a position where you're running two retail shops to support your staff. If you don't support your staff, well, they, you know, you're only as good as your strength around you. So lucky for me, I have a good team around me, behind me, in front of me, on the sides of me, and they all work well together. It makes my job a lot easier. It really does. Fantastic. Mate, it's been great to chat with you today, Angelo. Congratulations on two absolutely stunning retail stores. I'd argue that they're amongst the best in the world. Uh, have a great Easter, mate, and congratulations. Mate, thank you very much. Talk soon. Cheers. This is Fishtails, a seafood podcast. A Deep in the Weeds production, I'm John Sussman. Follow us on Instagram at Fishtails Seafood Podcast or email us at fishtailspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay tuned for more tales from beneath the surface of the seafood world every Friday on your podcast app.